We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one, one podcast. Hear my true stories. Hello, our dear listeners. Thank you so much for coming to the Hear My True Story podcast. It is me, your host, Otako. This week, we continue our conversation with Kagai Ngobi. Yes, if you have not listened to the first episode with Kagai Ngobi, that was part one of the conversation, then part two of the conversation, then there's also part three of the conversation, and this is part four, the last episode of the conversation with Kagai Ngobi. This time we dig deep into his tours that he has made in Europe and other parts of the world as a writer, as a publisher, as a theater director, as an artist in general. I hope you enjoy this wonderful conversation as we continue to know more about his work and his experiences that he's sharing with our listeners. Welcome to a brand new episode. Hear my true story. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my good friend Kagai Ngobi. Could you maybe introduce yourself again for our dear listeners? Otako, thank you so much for having me. I am equally excited to be featuring on the podcast this week. My name is Kagai Ngobi. And I am a poet. That is what I do for a living. I would like to ask you, Kagai, what yes. are some of your, I mean, your tours you have done around? Have you had an opportunity as an artist, a poet, to do tours? Oh, yes, I have. Um, just, uh, uh, just this month, I was in, uh, I was in Germany, Berlin, uh, touring with a play, Called Ground Control. Uh, last year, again, we were touring in schools with a play called Romeo and Juliet in Kampala, again, at this time in Cologne, and we shall be back uh, this year, next month. Again, Romeo and Juliet in Kampala is a play that I wrote with my friends, uh, Ugandanizing Shakespeare. Uh, and then you and I have also been to Af the Afri-Cologne Festival for. You know, the play that is based on the book, The Headline, that morning, that was called The Audience Must Say Amen. 
Uh, I've also been to, to Norway, touring with a play that I wrote with another team of uh, friends of mine uh, that we called Baliluana. Uh, it was about uh, you know, refugee, refugee, the refugee crisis in Africa. And, and, and also, um, I've, I've been to Nairobi as well, again, to tour with the play, the audience must say amen. Yeah, so those are some of the places I've been to. Okay, wow. So it means you've been uh, in Europe, Africa, as a performer, at the same time as a publisher, touring yes. around. Yeah, wow, that's really yeah. nice. I mean, I like as a, a pass, I'm, I'm also a, a performer, an artist. Whenever I see African productions coming to Europe, I really mm. tend to follow them if I am able to follow some of them and watch them. But I also mm. like supporting African content when they come to Europe to tell the, yes. their own stories. Our stories yeah. as Africans should be told by Africans. Yeah. Yes. So now I, I want to ask you, someone who has toured around Europe, what was your experience mm. as a poet, an artist, a publisher in Europe? Well, first and foremost, poetry is not as popular anywhere in the world. <laughs> yes, um, uh, that, that, that's the first thing that um, poetry is not is not that popular, uh, especially in theater. Uh, I, I used to think it was just a Ugandan experience. Uh, that, for me, that's the first experience. Uh, the second experience, which also took me by surprise, but a pleasant surprise, is that. Uh, our poems, even when we write them and about the social and political cultural conditions in our country, they have a universal appeal. People around the world, you know, face the same challenges. We might we might change the name the names of the places and the context. No, we might change the names and the places, but the context of emotion is the same. The frustration they feel. The disappointment that the government has to you know people people feel towards the, 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 the governing systems it is the same. In fact, most people tend to think that wherever I recite my poems, that is where I come from, and I have to tell them no, I actually come from a country in East Africa called Uganda. And that's what I was writing about. Yeah, so that was a pleasant surprise to know that you know the poems are having universal appeal, and then also. Um, as a publisher, of course, I am aware that you know in Europe, um, you know they, they don't have much access, or they don't have much they don't have much access to African books. So the African stories is still skewed with the racisms and the stereotypes that you know that were led, that were produced by books that were written in the seventies, the eighties, the sixties, and whatnot. I think it's important that. Um, you know, that Europe and Africa find a margin for them to know what you know what stories are coming out of Africa today, the contemporaneous of them, so that they can also let go of the stories of hunger, you know, the stories of HIV AIDS, you know, the, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean, you know, the stories of you, you know what I mean, even when the story is not as pleasant, um, but at least it is being told in a contemporary way. Yeah. Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true story. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, stories that have been told with the colonial perspective of yes. Africa being 
independent on Europe or Africa being really exactly. a poor place Africa being a place for people who don't have clothes Africa being for yeah. a place for people who can't afford to even write or publish a book but then when yes. uh, our dear listeners listen to a very prominent poet publisher and writer in Uganda East Africa Africa that inspires so many other African people living in Europe to look for such books of African writers and publishers and also support them Yeah and mm. then you have mentioned about racism and then I want to ask you for this you are free to answer or not have you ever as a a, a performer in Europe wherever you were confronted by racism you are free of to course. answer or not of course of course I have of course I have and I remember my first day at, at the theater where we were working just last month perhaps i was too black for the you know you know for the guy at the gate you know for you to imagine that i was i i, I had come to the maxim gogi theater to work there you know i was stopped you know, from entering and he was of course i don't speak german unfortunately but you could tell that he was telling me you're not supposed to be here you know while, while he was you know letting everyone else get in you know and Of course I'm always I I I prefer to be polite even when even when I face prejudice so I just I just let him speak the German and then some of the translates as we translated came around and you know I was I think it is called racial profiling I was racially profiled you know to be in the place I did not file a complaint um I take pity on people who judge people by their skin colors or something like that I found it I found it unnecessary really. Uh, yeah um uh, and, and of course I've also been you know tracked by the police for one reason or the other you know at night but still like I said I I always prefer to to remain calm and I let them you know ask me the questions and you know then I just go my way I see I see it I sense it and I don't I take pity I take pity on such people. Yeah. Okay. I, I I really understand you. I'm living in German and I can really relate with what you're talking about. Racial profiling. I mean, people judging you by your color. But it's not right. That's what I can only yes, say. Of course yeah. it is not. Yeah, but as, is a, not, yeah. as a writer and a publisher, what could you do for such a thing because i'm sure racism we talk about it here in europe but maybe back home people don't know about it that these things happen no actually it, it, it racism is a universal problem you know racism is not an attitude racism is a system racism is a system of privilege you know and so in in our country it it, it manifests through tribalism you know and and, and people, where we you know we, we judge others based on you know what again the colonialists taught us to call tribes you know and we, we privilege others based on that and so for me it is not any it is not any different from you know judging somebody by the color of their skin so in where we come from like i said for me it is the same problem and i treat it the same way You no know, I, i i don't know I, i i i use my platform as a poet to write about these things to perform about them 
and and hopefully that you know somebody listens and their mindset is changed. Um, yeah, for me, I use my platform to to you know to express myself about these issues. So I write my poems, I write my plays, and these are these are the themes that I deal with every day. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your personal experience with uh, being confronted by racism. So I would like to ask you another question. What would you tell a young poet around the globe that would like to publish a book, maybe tour around the globe with their art? What can they consider to do? I mean, what can they do to be there and move from one continent to another as publishers, writers, poets, yeah, I think the drive to share your story, you, you must drive, you, you must have the drive to want to share your story in so many forms. For me, I, wa- I always wanted to share my story through theater. I wanted to share my, my stories through books. Uh, and I wanted to share my stories through poetry. You know? And so the opportunities that I always looked out for were the kind that were in theater, or in publishing, and or in poetry. So if you're out there and you know you, you want to... I, for me, I don't think you should look at the, the end of it, of I want to tour, I want... Of course, it's not bad to wish for that, but I think, you know, the, this art that we serve is bigger than us, and it is the message that carries you. You don't carry the message. So if the focus is on the message, the people that need it will invite you. The places where it needs to go will call to you. You know, for me, the first time I stepped on a plane was because of poetry. You know, I didn't even have a passport by the time I got the invite, you know, and I had to find a way of getting it, you know. And, and it, it, it's been the same up to now. You know, it is the message gets when you are consistent with your message and you you know, put it there in the, in, the, in the forms that you have decided you want to share it. Yes, the, the places that the message gets to will call to you. And for me, the bit about that is that it will be on your terms. You don't, you don't have to sell your soul or to sell out your art. Yeah, so stick to the message. Um, keep working hard at it. Find the Find the avenues that are right for you. Not everyone will use theater. You know, find the venue, find the avenue that works for you. Use it. Put your work out there. Focus on the message. Mm. So, uh, yeah. thank you so much for that recommendation. If I may ask, let me just ask. Maybe I don't know. Where can someone listen to your poetry? Do you have an online? format where someone can pay to listen to your poetry, just like the people listen to stories, people listen to these podcast conversations on their mobile phones, on their computers, on their laptops. Do you no, have a platform? No, 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 not really. At least not yet. Uh, because uh, for us to do theatre work, uh, it's, it's highly discouraged to upload your work. Because most festival managers and producers want, want it to go to spaces where people can only access it in the physical form. So yes, there are some videos of me on YouTube where I have performed at various conferences and, and spaces, but most of my major works are not accessible online uh, you know, because you know, uh, that's the business. 
what's the business i mean people people access it in theater okay yeah so that means when someone is not able to find you in theater they can't listen to your poetry not at, not not at the moment that i can say not at the moment for that i would like you to really say uh your last words and maybe say bye to the listeners my last word is bye <laughs> i know you can say bye in our language you know you can oh. say how many how many languages do you speak how many languages i mean i had forgot this but how many languages do you do your poetry in is it english or are there other languages that you do i i i do in english luganda and tusoga so could you maybe say bye in in one two three languages from uganda Thank you so much. Ndimusanufino ino 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 kubanga nguchaziza podcast yeno. Our dear listeners, I'm saying in Lusoga that I'm happy to have hosted Kagai. I'm Lusoga, is also Lusoga from Uganda, Eastern Uganda, and it's quite always wonderful to hear these wonderful conversations on this podcast mainly telling stories by fellow ugandans maybe other people not only ugandans but all over the world that have their own stories to share we are always happy and for that reason i would like also to say bye for now and we shall be there on our next episode thank you we not only have voices for a podcast but also faces for youtube don't miss your next episode hear my true story for listening to our podcast music by Edwin Matovo hosted and produced by Otako subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website yemaitruestory.com for more stories all the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast <laughs>